Good morning to everyone. Welcome to our new seminar. We will talk today about uh, the plethora of services that the City of Los Angeles uh, offers, and not uh, uh, only for the disabled people, but for the whole community living here in this uh, mega city. So we will, uh, the lady that is coming uh, today here, Miss Miranda. Will explain to us how to access those services in general, okay, in the easiest way possible for a person that is visually uh, impaired. Since the, the topics are uh, a lot and there is a lot to be said, a lot of information to be given, um, I think I will leave to her in a few uh, seconds uh, right of speech and now. Um, She's coming back. Sorry, guys. Can everyone hear me? Yes. 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 Microphones. <coughs> Maybe if we can. Uh, shall we start? Yes, please. Welcome. Uh, welcome. One second, please. Welcome. <coughs> uh, since it happened in in the past, and it was quite um, a little bit. Uh, Intruding, if you have a cell phone with you, please put them in the vibrating mode so that it won't uh, bother anyone else. I'm sure I can count on your help on, on this subject. Let's go. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. My name is Adriana Miranda. Me um, and first I'd like to tell you a little bit of how the session will go, so you have an idea of where we are. Um, I'm going to be covering the city structure for you, just an overview of what uh, your city structure is, you know, how it works, what we do, and how it relates, of course, to people with disabilities. Uh, then I'm going to cover our department, our role, and uh, again, the focus is what's in it for you, okay? Um, the role of the Department of Disability within the City of Los Angeles, and then I'm going to cover our section, which is the CIC. This, uh, this is the uh, Computerized Information Center, and what do we do? There are two of us in that section, and, and what we can do for you. Then I'm going to cover uh, one of my favorite topics, Disability Mentoring Day. Anybody familiar with you with Disability Mentoring Day? No. 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 Oh, you're in for a treat. Okay, and then a little bit, I'm going to cover CWICS, Employment networks, ticket to work, you know, just a, a, an overview of that. And then I would like to hear from you. I'd like to hear, so you can keep it in the back of your mind for now. I'd like to know what's affecting you. Uh, what would you like to see in place in the city? Okay, that would benefit you. And what challenges you're facing. And I'd like to take that back with me to our executive director. Uh, you'd be surprised uh, how much difference that can make, okay, especially these days. Um, so think about your biggest challenges and what you would like to see in the city that we'll be asking by the end of the session. And then we'll have about a 20-minute, 30-minute uh, Q&A. I'm sure by the end of, of this lecture, most of your questions will be answered. Uh, if not, we will cover them in the Q&A. But if you feel it's something that needs to be brought up at that moment, please feel free to raise your hand, okay? And then we'll address your question. Because I don't want you to forget it by the time we end the session, okay? 
some of this material you already know, but some of you don't. So I'd like to at least, again, give you an overview of the city of Los Angeles. Um, because there's 45,000 of us in the entity and 20 years in service, in my case, we forget that uh, for the average person, it's not um, very common to know where to find what in the city of Los Angeles. And like you said, it's a very large city. Am I pronouncing so again, I'm a management analyst for the city of Los Angeles, and it's part of, I'm part of the computerized information center. The city of Los Angeles is comprised of about, I have it right here, about 60 uh, departments. Okay, and within each department, we have an ADA coordinator. So even though the Department of Disability, you may have heard, it's only 11 of us, very tiny department in the city of Los Angeles, we do have our eyes and ears in each one of those departments. There are 45,000 employees in the city of Los Angeles in all those departments I mentioned. And it is, uh, the city has many firsts. And one of the firsts in this country is that the city of Los Angeles is the first to have a department on disability. I think if you have a disability, not only is the United States one of the best places to be in the world, but Los Angeles is the best place to be in the United States. We are the model for the world. The United Nations has used us as a model of accessibility for other cities. And we do welcome many delegations from other countries, and they consult with us. We provide technical assistance uh, to those places. Are you familiar with that? Or were you aware of that? Yes. Isn't that great? You know, we, many times we look at um, the, the glass half full, half empty, but let's look at the glass half full today. I want you to look at, at that section because we are truly a model for the world. I have come across um, a lot of people with disabilities from other countries and they're in awe of the many things that we have here, seriously. Um, especially from the Asian world, I noticed that they were in awe of all the equipment they saw, the assistive technology we present to them, the benefits that we give people with disabilities that to them is unheard of. Um, anyway. Can, can I ask you a yes, question? You said that in every department there is a representative yes. that takes care of ADA. Let's say that uh, a person encounters a problem that is related to disability. Recreation and parts. Yes. <laughs> He can, he can request to be put in contact. Uh, of course, with that is your first point of contact. Mm -hmm. That is your first, and that's what I'm going to cover right now, the, the structure. The Department of Disability is the watchdog for ADA. We, we are committed to ensure full access to you for employment, services, and programs. And that includes access, physical barriers, accessibility, physical accessibility to all those things. Okay, again, it's employment, programs, services, and facilities. And of course, we're talking not just physical, but attitudinal barriers, okay, for you. Now, because we are a very small department, we cannot staff the, you know, all 60 departments. So what we do is we have assigned one person in each city department to assist you when you have issues with that department. Uh, and, and throughout this lecture, I'm going to be uh, sprinkling a few examples here and there, so you can have an idea of how it could be of use to you. It's all about how it is of use to you, and that's my commitment, to see it from your point of view and see how it is beneficial to you, whatever it is I'm gonna be covering today. Um, so let me give you an example. Uh, somebody who uses a wheelchair, very simple. Somebody who uses a wheelchair uh, is used to going every Saturday to the park, and he goes to this very specific uh, 
area, picnic area, with tables. And then all of a sudden, one Saturday, those tables are gone. And he cannot access the area where they move those tables to. Something that's simple. You would think it's not a problem. The Department of Recreation, uh, Parks and Recreation, moved those tables because they, they saw a little bit of gang activity. And so, you know, logically, for, for the public safety, they moved those tables, but they didn't realize how they were affecting some of the people uh, with disabilities that used the, that area. So what happens? Uh, these people contact us. We get in touch with the ADA coordinator from that area to talk to these uh, constituents with disabilities, and they put the tables in an area where it was accessible to them. It's very simple. You know, we connected the dots, and, and they, you know, we're trying to serve everyone. <coughs> so there's one. Uh, accessibility for restrooms, for instance, in a facility. Um, the restrooms are, the ones that are accessible are too far, whereas the other ones are closer to the general public. We have a certain fund within another department, general services, precisely to make ADA improvements, to make it more accessible to you. That is our commitment, to make it the most accessible possible to you. Uh, long lines, for instance, uh, you go to the DMV, we're, we're not related to the DMV, that's a state entity. But just to give you an example, uh, you have long lines and you cannot be standing for long. So you would call us and we would put you in touch with the ADA coordinator of the department to see how they, you can avoid that. So you don't have to wait in line so long. Maybe you can sit down and they can have you know, your name call when it's your turn, so you don't have to sit. It doesn't mean you're gonna go in front of the line, but you'll be treated equally, just like everyone else, but you don't have to be standing if it's a problem. So this is the type of little things, you know, that accommodations that can be taken care of. And then, of course, there are the bigger ones. There are, there are much bigger accommodations. Um, we do that not just for the public, you who do not work for the City of Los Angeles, we also do it for employees of the City of Los Angeles. We make it accessible for them. You'd be surprised how many people with disabilities work in the City of Los Angeles. I don't have a figure for you, but we have many. So much so that we have a special fund just to do all the accommodations for people with disabilities. And that includes assistance, personal assistance for people, um, accommodations at the work stations, uh, monitors, JAWS. I'm sure some of you are familiar with JAWS. We have uh, my supervisor, who happens to be blind, and the president of the Blind Council, uh, Mitch Pomerantz. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I worked for Mitch for almost 10 years, guys, and um, he just retired a couple of years ago from the city of Los Angeles, but he was, I, I wish I could say the first, but he was the second ABA compliance officer for the city, and the first one only lasted a very short time, and then Mitch was there for 30-some years, mm -hmm. okay? And it's because of Mitch, and I have to give Mitch all the credit. Mitch is the one that hired me, by the way. He pulled me from another department 10 years ago. Uh, and it was Mitch who created this structure of having ADA coordinators in each department. And the training that, that they get was initiated by Mitch. Mitch also initiated windmills. I don't know how many of you are familiar with windmills. Uh, windmills is the, um, the program that was designed to train employers on, on interacting with people with disabilities, the rights of people with disabilities in employment settings. And it was Mitch who did the, the, the training. And that's how I first got started in this field, because I attended a Mitch Pomeranz lecture on windmills in 1992. And so, but anyway, enough about Mitch. Uh, he's no longer with the city, but he uh, initiated this structure. So again, uh, whatever problem you have, the easiest way um, to remember is just 311. Do most of you live in the city? 
I live in Sierra Madre. You live in the county. Yeah. You don't live in the city, so I you live in that access to What water. do you mean when you say city? I live in La Puente. The, the fastest way and easiest way to know if you live in Los Angeles, because many times you write Los Angeles on your envelope, but it doesn't mean you live in the city, is this. Do, by show of hands, who remembers uh, whether you pay electricity to Edison or DWP? Who remembers who you pay your electricity to? Okay, only four people. Even Valley is not the city? That's right. No, the whole valley is the city. But the easiest way to remember this, if you pay your electricity to DWP, Department of Water and Power, you for sure live in the city. If your electricity is paid to Edison, you're not in the city of Los Angeles. That's the fastest way to know without looking up the address, uh, if you remember. Um, if it says Los Angeles, most likely you do live in LA. Uh, but if not, that's one way to know it right away. And what I was going to say is that from your landline, from home, just pick up the phone and dial 311 and you'll be connected with the city of Los Angeles operator. Oh, okay. You're going to get a, a, a pre-recorded message, but then you're going to get through uh, to an operator, and then all you have to tell them is transfer you to the Department of Disability. It's easier if you think of us as a one-stop shop, because uh, even though we don't provide direct services ourselves, we're going to point you in the right direction. We're going to connect you with the right person who's going to be assisting you. What time is the hour of your office? We are Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Not Saturday? No, not with the department. But you leave a message, and by the time Monday comes, I have 20, 25 messages. So, you know, I get a lot of phone calls. Remember, there are only two of us. And, and let me say who we are. Uh, Ralph Acuna and myself, we are management analysts, and we are an R&R specialist. And what we do is provide information and referral to you. Not direct services, again, but we tell you where to find those services. And at this time, through the um, uh, Commonwealth uh, University of Virginia and the Social Security Administration, we're being trained as what's called a CWIC. We're not going to be full CWICs, but I'll explain. CWICs are community work incentive coordinators under the auspices of the Social Security Administration. I'm sure some of you are familiar with WIPA projects. WIPA projects is where um, you can find work incentives, uh, benefit specialists, that can assist you in your return to work <coughs> efforts. There are many work incentives that uh, they can help you uh, plan for. And um, with your last year, they came. Okay. Yeah. It is uh, under. Very there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's wonderful. Yes. Lady Nina. Nina Schultz. Yes. She's a wonderful. Yes, she is. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, we are not going to be working with WIPA, but it was good for us to learn what happens in a WIPA project. You know how the structures of the different benefits are. So when you come to me and you tell me you need a, a modified van or or you like to know how you can save up some money for a certain project, I can point you in the right direction. Not just to a WIPA, but explain things to you before you even get there. Okay, we're not the benefit specialists, but we can we do have a broad idea of of how these things work and and uh, can work with you a little bit. And then you might say, no, you know what, I want to go. Uh, in your case, you know what Nina does. But say you wanted to do um, an IDA, an individualized <coughs> savings account. You, bless you. And uh, I can tell you just basic things like uh, if you wanted to save uh, to, uh, <coughs> for college funds towards employment, did you know that if you put every dollar you put aside, they'll give you three dollars, so they'll match your funds? And then you might like this idea. Then I'll send you the web app so you can set something up with it. And so we, we just kind of give you an overview of some of the programs. 
I know, uh, based on the email you sent me, one of the things you'd like me to talk about is housing and food, and I will cover that too. So it doesn't matter what it is you have a question on. Doesn't, uh, um, there's no limit. It doesn't matter what you want. You can call me. If I don't know it, I'll research it for you. If I know it, I'll point you in the right direction, where to find what you're looking for. So it's, it's not just today or what you can remember today or tomorrow. Whenever you need us, all you have to do is call and say, I'm looking for this, or I need this. Uh, or I'd like to know what else you can tell me about my situation. We listen to you. This is not a two-minute call. We listen to you, assess your whole uh, situation, living conditions, etc. Because there are problems that you may not even be aware of, so you don't know that you don't know. Does that make sense? Yes, ma'am. Um, I, I may have missed this, but did you give your answer? I know. I, I, in fact, I, I should get that out of the way right away. <coughs> the name is Adriana, and the easiest way is to do 311. But if you have a way to record it, I'd like to give you my number. And this is my direct line, guys. I'm giving you my direct line. 213 
if the bus drivers and or the, go on strike again or the mechanics like they did in 2003, mm-hmm. I had a terrible time because the accesses were all full and one time at 3 o'clock. I, had to, I was here in L.A. I have a job. And is there another, uh, I live in Sierra Madre, is there another service I could possibly use if this ever happens again? I would look into it, but that's something I'll do in a second. I don't know what I do with my pen here. Thank you. You'd be surprised how many access issues I hear about. Sierra Madre? Yes, I do. Okay. And I hope you're going to give me a call. If not, you're going to give me your number so I can call you. I'd be happy to. Okay, what's your number? Area code 626. Mm-hmm. My telephone number is 355-6109. And your name? Joanne Seaman. Joanne is capital J-O, capital A-N-N-E, two words. Uh-huh. And my last name is capital S-E-A-M-A-N. Got it. And we need alternatives, okay. And Sierra Madre. And where do you work, ma'am? I work at a school called Climb. And what city? That's in Sierra Madre. Oh, so you live and work in Sierra Madre? Yes, I do. Very good. Aid and 
that we have independent living centers throughout, you know, everywhere. Yeah. Uh, do you have uh, any information regarding how to get the, uh, fix the problem regarding housing and um, yeah, we're gonna go over that. management stuff? We're going to go over housing. Really? And so this is the type of special situation you think she remembered us, she remembered the Department of Disability because she had talked to us before. In one last case, right here in Chinatown, not too far from where we are. I had another lady, again, fixed income, disability. She lived in El Monte, that's not a city resident. She is in the, in the county of Los Angeles, San Gabriel Valley. Somebody back there mentioned San Gabriel Valley. That's where she lived. But she went to her doctor in El Monte. And you know, sometimes you get to a certain age and you, you get comfortable with a certain doctor, you don't want to change. This is where she likes to go even though it's very far. Now, she's on a fixed income. And she told her doctor, I gotta go, I gotta go. I only have five more minutes in the meter. She walked very slowly because of her disability. She gets there, they're towing her car. Can you imagine what it would be like for her, for everyone obviously, with her fixed income, how much it would have cost her if they had taken that car? So what does she do? She gets in the car and locks the door. Wow. <laughs> and calls me on her cell phone. They're not taking my car, or they're taking me with a car, because I'm never going to see this car again if they take it. To make a make long story short, I was able to talk. The police officer couldn't do anything because the car was already on the... <laughs> yeah. What do you call it? Yeah, it was already on top of you know, the, the tow truck. It's one of those where it's already seated on top. And she's in the car. She rolls down the window just a little bit to hand the cell phone to the police officer who's trying to get her out of the car. Oh, he was patient. I thanked him for, you know, please make an exception. I'm sorry, the car's already here. It's a private company. They're doing their job. There's nothing I can do. But let me talk to the driver. Nothing they could do. Well, I got the name and the phone number of his supervisor. Make a long story short, I've got them to pull that car down. Mm -hmm. uh, that's just a little bit of that because we, I can't do that for everybody. Yeah. We don't have the staff. But, you know, that's the kind of little miracles I call them that we're able to do. And it's, it's again, it's, uh, it, it's not the usual thing that we do every day. But you see, always keep our number handy. You never know what we might be able to do. Uh, again, it doesn't happen all the time. Sorry for the prosaic question. In the in the beige uh, the, this one. brochure, yes. the number that was in the back has been changed because I remember there was a the old number printed. Yes. Oh, wow. Is it mm -hmm. has it been changed? Now? Yes. Okay. Three years ago we okay. moved. So <laughs> that's another thing I should tell you. No, it was last we used year. to be. It was still oh no, we haven't changed. No. From I last year, no. So it was. The old brochure. Maybe you had the brochure without this. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, three years ago when we moved to figure out, we changed it to this number. We used to be 847, now we're 202. Uh, I should mention that too. We are at 201 North Figueroa at the Twin Towers. That's where we're located. And we are on the first floor, right on the first floor. You don't have to go up there. You know, stairs. What is elevator. the number of the building? 201. Okay. If you're facing the towers, 201 is on the left, 221 is on the right. This is where the uh, State Department of Disability used to be. They already moved to 888 Figueroa, but we are there. So we get a lot of uh, people coming in for the temporary disability, for state disability insurance. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah. so we became a department in uh, 19, uh, we had the commission in 1995, we became a department. Um, our programs and services, we have a um, commission on disability that meets 
every first Wednesday of the month at 1 o'clock in City Hall. Please, you're welcome to attend. We want you to attend and voice your concerns, complaints, ideas. This is the first Wednesday of each month at 1 o'clock in room 350 of City Hall, which is the third floor. Now, when you come into City Hall, you know there's security and they're going to ask you to empty your pockets. The usual security they're having in most public buildings down there. Uh, and then you go up in the elevators and it's on the third floor. It lasts about an hour to an hour and a half. It's what the you know, usual meeting is. And the general public can understand? General, yes, of course. And we have, um, uh, what do you call the huge screen with, uh, with captionists? Uh -huh. So you have it in very large print. Yeah. We have our interpreters if you request it. You can always have the accommodation, remember, as long as you request it five days in advance, we're happy to accommodate your reasonable accommodation requests. And we, at every meeting, have a captionist with very large uh, screen and uh, large print. Do you have right of speech as a general public participating or no? Yeah. Yes. No, we do. As long as you fill out a speaker card, you'll have three minutes to state your case, okay. your question or your comment. We have a section for public comment. <coughs> Uh, if something is going to go on the agenda, then they'll bring it in next month. But you always have our, please, we invite you to attend. We want you to attend. This is the Commission on Disability for City of Los Angeles residents. Use it. There's also a county commission, but we have nothing to do with that. I don't know when exactly they meet, but this is our commission. Okay? Uh, again, and um, like I said, it is our, our, the policy of the city to provide access uh, to those services, facilities, and uh, programs for you. And in accordance with uh, Title II, we have a section within our department called ASD, Access and Services Division. So any inquiries concerning our efforts to make those things accessible, those don't come to me, they come to ASD. Again, it is called Access and Services Division. If you have a complaint, if you want to bring up a complaint against the city, against the city department for discrimination of any kind, barriers of any kind, this is the place to bring it up to. One, again, one-stop shop. We want to have everything under one roof so it's easy for you to know exactly where to go. Uh, again, any type of complaint. Even against nothing to do with the city, your building, you have like this lady was asking about housing issue, you have an issue with your landlord, you can call me about that too. Mm -hmm. Any issue, yes ma'am? What about our children? What about your children? You know, for somebody like me, I have a small kid. Yes, what about it? If I have any problem with our transportation, or I cannot get anything with the LAUSD. Oh, you're saying your child is the one with a disability? No, oh. I'm the one. Yeah. I have an issue, and since she got to preschool, yeah. I've been every year going around facing the ball. Even if it's not a disability issue, you are a person with a disability. Yeah, because you are because you are a person with a disability, the set of issues for you may be different for someone without a disability. So yes, of course I'll listen to you and I'll try to assist you. Okay. And that's a one-on-one -on -one call. Because I couldn't get, and I'm still looking. Okay. I that's a one-on-one -on -one call we're gonna have. So you call me directly at that number I gave you, and I'll be happy to assist I appreciate you. Appreciate it. Because again, I realize because you're a person with a disability, you face challenges that somebody else may not be facing. Okay. And so we try to help you. Uh, it may not be a, a disability issue, we still assist you. Again, another example. Uh, everything is confidential, but I can give you the gist of, of something. Someone uh, with a disability trusted someone else, gave her $10,000 to go buy a car. Mm -hmm. This other person, because they've known each other for many years, they go get the car, 
and they look at a car, this is what I want, pay the money, and then they want to give them another car. Kind of a scam <coughs> thing. Oh. Now, that's, is that a disability issue? No. no. It's a consumer law issue. It's a consumer uh, rights issue is what it is. And not only that, the person who went to buy the car is not the person with a disability. So you might think, well, then you're not going to take that. You're not going to help them. No, of course I am. Because again, it was the person with a disability could not purchase this, could not go and do this, and she trusted this other person. So of course I'm, I'm helping them find a solution for this case. Even, even regarding our medical issue, we can come to you. It doesn't matter what it is. Thank you. Yeah, sure, just give me a call. So in this case, and they were calling me, asking me for an ADA lawyer. They wanted an attorney, an ADA attorney. This has nothing to do with disability. It's really the consumer rights. So they, they, they're getting the help that they need. They tried that first, but it didn't work. And I knew it wasn't going to work because, again, it's not a disability issue. But did we help them? Yes, of course. Now we have them with a consumer law uh, project. An attorney who specializes in this and it's not going to cost them. And by the way, most of the services I'm referring to, if not all, are free to you. Most of the services, please let me be clear, are free to you. Most of it. Okay? If not very low cost, symbolic. Like City Ride, you're familiar with City Ride? Yeah. Of course it's gone up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the days when it was $6.34 and you would get three months of service. You know, but uh, I know the economy is changing, so. Anyway, um, uh, let's see. Okay, so I have another 45 minutes. So let me talk to you a little bit about disability management. And Mitch got me into this. He convinced me, he says, you're going to love this project. And six years ago, he had me go and coordinate this. And I am in love with this project. And I hope I see some of these faces next October. Every October, usually the third Wednesday of October, 24 countries on that same day take people with disabilities for one day to do what's called job shadowing. Are you familiar with job shadowing? No? No. Okay. Let me get on a little bit. What it is... Especially the young people that are starting their, you know, going to college, starting to think about what they want to do with their life. You know, what what do they want to major in? Do I want to be a nurse? I want to be an attorney. I want to be an engineer. I want to be a secretary. And so, what we do is that one day it takes months of preparation, of course, to do this. Uh, during May or June, we start going to the local schools, colleges, and and we talk about this what's going to happen in October so they can start thinking of, of what they, they want to do. When October comes, I get all the uh, applications from these students of what they want to do, their interests in life, you know, at home. It, it's a long questionnaire, about four pages. And what I do is I match them with mentors in the 60 departments from the 40, the pool of 45,000 people. And I match their interests. For instance, someone, a young girl who, uh, uh, like she went to politics, political science. She wants to study political science. I paired her with a council member. And sometimes it doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes the outcome is great because what I'm looking for is not just that one day when you job shadow, but long-lasting relationships. Uh, we have some mentors. Once you become a mentor, you usually like to do it every year. So I have a cadre of, of people you know, that are regulars. They're my regulars. One of them is Richard Ray. Anybody know Richard Ray? Yes, Dev Services Coordinator. Anyway, so I paired her with a council member. They made her council member for the day, honorary. She fell in love with that career, and she's getting uh, an internship for six months. 
with a council office. Sometimes job opportunities come up. And I mentioned this because I know some of you are, or most of you are students here, right? Okay. You may be a job seeker, you may be interested in a job. And, you know, sometimes, like my daughter is one of them. My daughter loves to watch uh, SVU and all those law and order programs, and so do I. So do I. Me too. But they look at the glamorized version of what it is to be an attorney. And reality, that's not reality, that's TV. The reality is, you, you know, you're spending a lot of time with books, not in a courtroom. You know, you're writing a lot of briefs. This is, this is reality. And then what happens? Either you fall in love with it, or you say, you know what, this is not for me. I, I don't want to spend my life in writing briefs. I'm not saying that that's all they do, but just to give you an example. Okay, so it'll, it'll again, make you realize that whether you want to continue on that road, and it'll save you some time if you don't want that road. You know, sometimes they go two, three semesters in a, in a major that it's not really what they, what they want. And they already wasted a year or two. And something, how many people change you know, their course when they're in the middle of it? So we give you an opportunity to do job exploration. We give you an opportunity to see a, 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 a day in the life of someone in that career that you pick. And I also have students who come to me every year. They want to explore something different. Mm -hmm. This is for people, people with disabilities, any age. Any age. Any age. Yeah, well, of course, these are mostly students, but it doesn't have to be a student. I had a couple of plain job seekers that are not going to school. Okay. You can be a job seeker or a student, and you want to take a look at a certain uh, you know, career. You just tell me what you're interested in, and I do the best to match it. Now, I did turn away four or five students, and I did turn away four or five professionals. Uh, I, for instance, I had students who they want to go into culinary arts. So it doesn't have anything that I can offer for somebody who wants to be a chef. And, I, and last year I had four or five people who want to do that. It, it's like a wave. Right now you see a lot of those cooking shows and the Food Network is popular and the Cooking Channel, everybody's yeah. watching that as well. Right? I'm one of them. Uh, any fans from those channels here? Yeah. There you go, see? So they, they, they make you want to do this and, and you want to go and, and spend a day with the chef to see how they make all the enchiladas and everything. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, what we have, we outsource that. Like, for instance, uh, LAX, you go to LAX, right? You see all those vendors, you have McDonald's and all those little restaurants here. They have nothing to do with the city. We contract out. The Department of Water and Power has this wonderful cafeteria, and I thought I could place them there, come to learn that, it, again, we outsource. So I can't offer that. Uh, other people wanted to become a surgeon. We don't have that hospital setting. You know, we have uh, something like somebody wants to be a nurse, I cannot offer to pair them with someone in the city. So there are a few careers that I'm going to have to you know, turn away. Uh, what we do, many times they still show up, and, and I have extra managers, they want to be there that day, say, well, you know, I know you want to be a, a lawyer, but would you like to know what an engineer does for the day? But the name of the program is Disability Mentoring Day. And you start the recruiting when? Around May, June, we start going to the local colleges and schools to explain how it works. So and then in the summer, summer, let's say if someone is interested here, or you know someone that might be interested here, yeah. let me know. Of course, it's on our website, and I, I can email you applications. Mm -hmm. We can come and talk to you about it, you know, as the day approaches. Mm -hmm. We can come and, and have a little presentation for you. Unfortunately, yesterday, I just learned yesterday about the, this time that I was going to cover today, so I don't have material with me, and my computer broke down yesterday morning. Oh, no. <laughs> so, but, but it's okay, it's not, it's not until October, okay? 
And this last uh, event, what we try to do is pair it with a bigger event. Are you familiar with WISE programs, guys? WISE from Social Security Administration? Anybody? Uh, show of hands. Anybody here on SSI or SSDI? SSI first. Yes, on SSI? Yeah. Okay. SSDI? Okay. Okay. You're familiar with SSDI? This, yeah. WISE program. Okay. There we go. Okay. WISE are work incentive seminar events uh, funded by the Social Security Administration. And, and we collaborated with them to have it on the same day that you have Disability Mentoring Day. And we have vendors come and talk to you from Department of Rehabilitation, your regional centers, your local independent living centers, all the people that you might uh, want to contact for services. We had City Ride, I believe we had also access services. Um, and so you have a, a work incentive seminar event. The WISE event is to talk to you about the different work incentives available to you to return to work, where they talk to you about how to keep your benefits, including medical benefits, cash benefits, without losing any of that, and still be able to hold a job. You know, start gradually uh, getting back to work. So that's one of the things I'm gonna cover on the, the WIPA. What's that? I think I heard about it. Yeah, they're called WISE events. They're held about, about every three months or so. In fact, there's one coming up in March. And I'll be happy to talk to you about that. Yes, ma'am. Can I give one of the number out? One of the places? Well, for what? For these places. Can I give out the number? Maybe somebody wants to write it. Okay. I'm sorry, I'm not for Weiss. Weiss. For the Weiss event? Uh -huh. It's the Social Security Administration website. No, it's one that. of these uh, office and centers. It's in Glenda. Oh, yeah. Well, Nina Schultz can also. They pair yeah. they can the Weiss event. Can I get number out? Of course. It's 818-937-8020. But remember, this Glendale one is all by one zip code, but it's all by zip code. So it depends on where you live. The yeah. zip code where you live is the WIPA that you're going to go to. Okay. WIPA is Work Incentive Planning Assistance. I live in the north, 91744. Yeah. Your best bet is to call Social Security and ask for your WIPA. Remember WIPA, W-I-P-A. WIPA. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay, there, you were talking about mentoring. Um, I do have a good job. I mean, I like my job. Well, you know, it's uh, uh, you know, it's kind of low income, but I do have money in, in the account. But what what I'd like to do, what I've always wanted to do, is like be a um, have like a private detective. I'd like to help maybe adopted kids find their real parents wow. or some. Uh, the reason to make a long story short is that I took a trip to Honolulu, Hawaii, many years ago, and. Uh, I found a counselor, a camp counselor I hadn't seen since the summer of 61. I took, my first trip was 76, but I made up my mind. I had a terrific crush on her when I was 12 years old. I said, and before camp was out that summer, I said, if I ever go to Hawaii, I'm going to try and find her. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I remembered her father was in the insurance business, and uh, it, we did find an insurance business, and it was the wife of the gentleman there who said, well, there is another one in the insurance business. Why don't you try him? And we did. That's how we found her father. That's wonderful. And you found the inner detective in you. My, yes, <laughs> and even my mother said I would make a great detective. That's why I'd like to do this. Well, guess what? We can pair you with someone in LAPD. In fact, uh, that was the second most popular. Remember I told you about the cooking? Yeah. Well, the second one was LAPD. Exactly. 
Yeah. You know what they guess? I'm sure you can guess what it is they wanted to know. CSI. CSI. Oh, yeah. Well, I had so many requests for CSI, and luckily I did have CSI people volunteering. These are volunteer mentors, by the way. I used to watch that show. There you go. I'd love, no, I'd love to be paired up with a little bit of uh, with well, the detective. But she, well, I know some, uh, but boy, she's a wonderful detective, I think, <laughs> even though she's only an actress. Well, I, I, again, the earlier the, you apply, the better. That's why we're, we've moved it to, to uh, May. We used to do this late summer, like August, September, but it didn't give us enough time. Remember, it's just the two of us. It's just Ralph and myself, and we do these presentations plus all our other job. And the city's been shrinking. I'm sure you watch the news. Seventy yes. percent. Yeah. Do any of you have a blue curb in front of your home? No. We've got a drive. Blue curb, blue disabled zone, no. parking no. zone. Okay, that's one of the things I used to do. I don't do it anymore because it was suspended. Whenever you needed, you wanted a blue curb in front of your home, you would call me and send me the paperwork. I make sure everything was correct, everything was complete, and I would write a memo on your behalf to the Department of Transportation so that a crew could come and, and do the studies, to do three different studies, and determine whether we can put a blue curb in front of your home, and they will come in and cement a post in front of your home, and then another crew will come two weeks later to paint the curb blue. So if you have a placard from the DMV, you and anyone else who has a placard, it's not exclusive, could come and park in front of your home.